Warning. Explicit content. Listener discretion is advised. Hey, what's up, Great Northeast BJJ Podcast listeners? If you've ever wondered what it'd be like to sit in a truck with Tom DeBlas and I on the way to an airport, here you go. This episode is for you. It's short. It's recorded in the salt and pepper truck. So the sound quality isn't perfect, but the message is still good. Um, Tom DeBlas keeps it real. We talk about all the things Tom likes to do outside of jiu-jitsu. Talk about being a teacher, BJJ camp in Costa Rica, what's important in life. As always, this episode is brought to you by Tortuga Soap. Maine to Mexico and everywhere in between, Tortuga Soap's got soap and lotion. Tortugasoap.com. Port City BJJ, home of the Great Northeast BJJ podcast. Also, Tom was up putting on a seminar there. It was awesome. He's a great instructor. Come check out Port City BJJ, Portsmouth, New Hampshire. And if you ever get the chance to train with Tom, make sure you do it. BJJ Prehab. If you're a grappler, you're probably beat up and injured. And if you're not now, you probably will be. So check out BJJ Prehab and try to uh, keep the injuries at bay. We are Dapper Ties. Two brothers taking care of you in the tie department, making you look good. Enter the discount code ROLL and get free shipping. We are DapperTies.com. Also, shout out to the Red Wing Superior Podcast Network. This is the network this podcast is on. They put this whole thing together, so without them, there would be no Great Northeast BJJ podcast. There's also a bunch of other cool podcasts on the network. Make sure you check them out. Uh, the newest, which is still coming, is Stray the Course. If you're into hearing me digress about non-jujitsu related things, or you hate me and you just want to hear stories about my grandmother, make sure you check it out because she's really awesome. Thanks, everybody, for the support. Thanks for listening. We really appreciate it. Good training. Back to the uh, to the salt and pepper truck, my friend. Thanks. For the for the on the road. You can hear me from here. Yeah, buddy. Like, if you watch the uh, that go up and down, so go ahead and speak. <laughs> yeah. So it's like a unit. So it the mic goes two directions, like shoots out that way and that way. Okay. So it works pretty good. Um, so for those of you guys that missed the uh, seminar, um, I just picked you up about. Feels like about five hours ago from the airport. Oh, exactly. Um, I think you were scheduled to land at like 9 o'clock at night, and you landed at like 2.30. Yeah, I was supposed to land, and then get a good good night's sleep, and rest, and get some dinner, but uh, it's not the way it works. So I think I dropped you off at the hotel at like 3.30 in the morning. Yep. Came back and picked you up at uh, 10 minutes later than I was supposed to. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um Thanks for coming, man. It was an awesome seminar. Thanks for having me. Always Dude, a pleasure. Anytime. Um, any of you guys out there, if you ever get the chance to go train with Tom, man, you should. I know he's going to be, I think you're going to be in Connecticut like next month at a guy I know, Jay Bell's place, maybe. Am I? I don't know. I think so. I, I, you know, I, August or something. I don't even, bro, I don't even 
I gotta like I see the week before where I'm supposed to be. Up so many different places, I don't even know. So next week, where are you going next week? Finland. Nice. Yeah. And the week after, I'm in uh, Philippines with Gary. How long? When you go to the Philippines, I mean, you're gonna be there for like a week, right? Nope. No. I'm literally in and out. No shit. Yep. Twenty hour plus flight. Yep. It's actually uh, it's not easy, dude. You know, it's uh, I'm flying in. Uh, I'm leaving. Wednesday, arriving there Thursday, Gary fights Friday, I fly home Saturday. So. Who else is cornering Gary? Uh, me, Danaher, and probably Matt Tesla, I think. I'm not sure. Is Gordon going to fight MMA? One day, yeah. Yeah. After, after he competes in the gi. After he dominates the gi? Yeah. Hopefully sooner than later so we see if he can knocked out. Are you going to come out of retirement to spar him? Be a sparring partner? I'll spar him, 100%. What about you don't spar with Gary, though, huh? He's small, dude. Right. You know, he's only fights at like 160, you know? But yeah, my, my, my MMA days are, my sparring days are over, you know? I don't really, I've been, you know, I've been throwing hands longer than I've been training jiu-jitsu, so I do enough punches in my day, and now I, I really have no interest in sparring or getting hit in my head at all. I, it's actually something I cringe to even think about. Like, yeah. You know, we need our brains, man, you know. What was your your uh, boxing coach's name? First I started with Mark Henry, and then I went to Frank Savannah. Frank Savannah. I think last time we talked about Frank Savannah. Yeah, you, you remind me of Frank. Right. The way you talk. I told you that? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Who's, who coaches Gary boxing? You don't really have a boxing coach, man. He's kind of just like, you know, like a just trains MMA, you know, he doesn't have sports-specific oh, like, coaches. Yeah. What, uh, outside of jiu-jitsu, man, what are your interests? Nothing. Literally, every my life is around jiu-jitsu. I like vacation, I like movies, but other than that, man, like, it's just basically jiu-jitsu, man, you know, it's like, it's basically, it's my life and it's all I do, you know? I mean, my, my seminars, my work, my everything, you know, is jiu-jitsu. So you, we just talked about this at the at the end of the question and answers. Like, the you got elected to the school board. Yeah, yeah. The school board of it's like a county thing, and it's uh, for the school district. You know, uh, I'm on the board of education. So, so how did that happen? They they wanted me to do it, man. They they pressured me into doing it, and they put my name. And, like parents of kids at the schools, or no? The school board actually wanted me to do it. You know, uh, they thought I would be beneficial to the board, so they put my name in the running. And before you know it, I was elected. Because you were a school teacher for like three years. Yeah. Uh, three years, I was a school teacher. Correct. What What grade were? You, what grade did you teach? Fourth grade special ed. What what led you to leave that, man? You know, like, did you like being a teacher? I mean, you must like being a teacher because you're a teacher now. Yeah, I like being a teacher because I wanted to teach special ed because I have some problems myself. You know, I have, like, ADHD, and it was, learning for me was never easy, you know? So I wanted to help kids that, that needed help, you know? It's the same way I needed help. So I wanted to, I knew I wanted to teach, 
I just not, did, I just got sick of teaching and having a boss and teaching. Yeah. You know, I wanted to, wanted to teach jujitsu instead. I did the program. They had a program in college I went to where you could do a fifth year masters and get your masters in teaching. Okay. And so I got into that program and I I did the you know a year where you go into the classroom and you like student teacher. Okay. Man, I love like the kids. It's really cool. But the re- the like the other adults. Bro. We're brutal. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's really not for me. I don't like the, I don't like the, the teachers' room. You know, yeah, a bunch of complaining teachers, and for me, it's not, it's not my cup of tea, man. You know, and a lot of them don't even like kids. Well, that's what the thing is. It's crazy. A lot of them don't do. You know, and for me, that's, that's insane. You know, I mean, you know, being a teacher is a thankless job. Yeah. It, it, it's so hard. I, I too. understand why a lot of them get frustrated, but I, you know, I just always try to stay as positive as possible because life without positivity is pretty miserable, bro. Yeah, man. One hundred percent. That's why I was thinking when I was driving down to pick you up. It's three thirty this morning, two thirty or whatever. There was no traffic. It was no, normally going to the airport. You get a lot of traffic. Yeah. Not at two thirty in the morning, though. No, no. It was smooth sailing. Nothing at all. It was pretty easy. What uh, What else have you been up to, man? Academy? Seminars? Bro, seminars all over the place. The school. You were at, you were at, what was the, the camp? You just did a camp in Florida, right? Yeah, Michelle Nicolini and I did a camp in Cobo Beach at Off the Grid. And um, it was awesome, man. Like 50 people were there. Shared jiu-jitsu every day. Uh, it was pretty amazing. I, I want to do it again with her. Her and I mix very well. We, uh... You know, we, we, we work together well. She has good energy, good vibes, and, uh, and she's a good girl, man. She's, she's a really, you know, she's one of the best female jiu-jitsu practitioners that ever walked the face of the earth, you know. And on top of that, she's just a friendly human, you know, so I could see myself working with her again. And it was a huge success to camp, you know. Nice. What's the, what? Like two jujitsu sessions a day. You teach one, and she teaches one. Or oh, like one a day. She taught an hour. I taught an hour. And yeah. Were like training and questions for an hour. Then like people, people got like hotel rooms or whatever, or they yeah, rent a. The, the uh, some people got Airbnbs. Some people got hotels. Uh, they put Michelle and I in a condo, uh, two separate condos, and it worked well, dude. You know, it, it was you know it, we were able to charge a little cheaper. People did their own travel and stuff, you know. We stayed in a resort or whatever, it gets it starts to get a little expensive. So and that's it's more stress, you know, like if people stay where they want, you know, some people went and they wanted to be a part of activities and some people just went and wanted to train and then disappear and do their own thing. So it's like whatever you want to do is for you, you know. So it was where, good. Where was that in Florida? Uh Cocoa Beach, Florida. Cocoa Beach. So there might be a second edition I'm of this coming. Sure Nice. Next year we'll do it again. I want to do it again in like June, probably. Like I said, it was a huge success. Her and I working together. We just did a uh, trip down to Mexico, Puerto Escondido, Mexico, and it was the same, similar type of thing where this guy Brad from uh, who owns Soulcraft BJJ in Connecticut puts it on, and it's basically a week of training and surfing and uh, in a really cool. Mexican town. Nice. Um, it was one of the best trips of my life, easily. You bring, uh, you go with the 
family? Or? Yeah, the whole family. Yeah. The whole family. Um, it's in a place like it's down in the southwestern coast of Mexico. Not real touristy, but like super chill, you know? Yeah, you can drink the water or no? No. 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 Uh, nobody drinks the water. I don't think you can drink the water anywhere in Mexico. No. Um, but like the food was amazing. That's how Costa Rica, like when we first started going in Costa Rica, it was pretty, you know, it wasn't touristy at all. It was amazing, bro. Now it's building up more and it's becoming more touristy. Americanized. Like, yeah, you know, and I mean, it's still amazing, but it was, uh, I really liked the dirt roads. I liked yeah. the, the villages and the huts. It, it kind of reminded you of what's important in life how you can find happiness in such you know, we don't need everything we have you know right at all right because i mean even you and i we're living in america man we got won the lottery we're living in america like yeah, we it's not like syria where there's bombs going off or you can't drink the water like no. even though we got problems man there's like we got it pretty good not real problems no dude you're traveling around i'm traveling around i'm picking you up you just flew up for jujitsu you know life isn't bad dude life is not bad life is good um so do you do a camp in costa rica too i had uh i had one yeah i had a camp in uh, costa rica like two years ago but i uh we basically go now just to chill nice you know and it was uh I love it there, man. It's one of the best places in the world. Pura Vida. Yeah, exactly. That's all it is. How's the jiu-jitsu scene in Costa Rica? Is it? It's growing, growing? man. It's growing. It's uh, it's really, it's getting bigger and bigger. And, you know, it's, uh, I think it's growing everywhere, bro. I think all around the world is growing. You know? Mexico, dude, it's, it's huge. It is, bro. It's crazy. So... I forgot about this, and then somebody asked about it. Let's talk about it real quick. The guy. So, what happened with the DVDs? This guy was like ripping you off. Like he stole, he stole your DVD and then put it on the internet, and then was charging people to like <laughs> for the shit he stole. Yeah, you know, people never cease to amaze me. You know, he was uh, he stole a DVD, he ripped it, and then he was posting it and then asking for donations. And I'm like, bro. Like, and so of course, you know, dirtbag people are gonna buy something for twenty dollars instead of you know however much it was. Which, some people just don't care. But you know, the people who buy pirated stuff, they're really not gonna buy right the real stuff anyway. So it's not that you're losing money, but it's just the point that your hard work, you know, it's just being stole. So did you send? Did you send him a message? How did how did you find out about it in the first place? I guess somebody showed me, and then I messaged him. Then I got his IP address. <laughs> I got his home address. I didn't do nothing with it, but you right. know, I just—it's not—I don't know—it's not smart for him. So, so then they did—did did they take it down? I think he did, but he probably posted it somewhere else. Right. Rimey scum. Right. Uh, I mean, because to be honest, like, I mean, I've, I've, I've known you for a little while now, and like, 
the DVDs that you put out have tons of information in them and they're not that expensive. No. Like even if when you buy it through a legitimate channel, yeah. it's not like that has a lot of info. That has a lot of a lot of info. Like it's usually like three discs. Yeah. You know? A whole like half guard. Yeah. It's like a whole half guard yeah. game. Four discs. Uh, Everyone's four discs, yep. For like eighty bucks or something. Yeah. I mean that's not that much money. I mean that's nothing compared to what it costs you to Considering what you're getting, it's not that much money at all. This is like a 10 hours or something, right? I mean, it's, it's a, a lot. lot of hours, right? It's a lot. And when you go to film one of those, um, oh, this actually, so one day I was in the town we you just came from, uh, like last summer, I was hanging out with my daughter. Uh, it was like summer, sunny day. And I seen this guy with a Tom DeBlass shirt on. I was like, hey, what's up, man? Like. I know Tom DeBlass. I was like, you train jiu-jitsu? He's like, yeah, you know, blah, blah, blah. Super nice guy. Turned out to be the guy, Michael, that... Uh, yeah, he films the, the DVDs. Yeah, he was guy. up in Portsmouth. Yeah, Super nice guy. Really good guy. Chill. He's competing tonight. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, he's solid, dude. Yeah, so for those of you guys out there that don't know, we'll be... Tonight's fight to win in Boston the second time. Uh, so shout out to my friends Tyler and Gabe who are competing from our academy, but also our friends uh, Rick Hahn and uh, Jared Lawton. And Is Hahn competing? Rick Hahn's competing, yeah. Who's he competing against? Joe Oppen or something. I think he's from New Jersey or Connecticut or New York or something. Big guy. Like Rick had to like Rick like gained weight to compete against him. Uh, in the gi. In the gi. Yeah. I think he's like the co-main event. Was he in the Olympics? He was. He was. Yeah. He's, uh, he teaches right over here uh, in Plastown, New Hampshire. Yeah, he was in the Olympics. Uh, but also, I think, two-time Bellator tournament champion. Does he train with Travis at all or no? I don't think so. No, I think, like, he, so he started his own academy, and he's pretty much the only teacher, so he's teaching six days a week. And I think he trains, like, like, he goes over and trains some MMA guys um, at this uh, place, Professional Martial Arts Academy in Derry, who, like, a um, uh, guy that fights in the UFC right now, I can't think of his name, but a bunch of, bunch of tough fighters. But Rick will come over and train with us every once in a while. And, like, a week ago, he came and trained, and he foot swept me, like, 14 times. Yeah. And like, oh, dude, foot sweep, foot sweep. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he was going about 40%. And I'm going 150 yeah. percent. Unbelievable stand up. That's awesome. Yeah, he's an awesome dude. You know who Michael Zenga's fighting tonight? I, I forget the guy's name. I forget the guy's name. No. So does he train with Bernardo? Yeah, all the time. They got like their. It's like kind of their thing down there. Like. Yep. Bernardo has his own school. Right. But uh. They train together. Bernardo's the man, bro. He's just tough, dude. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've never got to train with him, but he's one of my favorite. Like, I've met him a couple times. He's, like, the nicest, happiest guy I've ever seen. He's a monster. But he is a monster. Really, really nice guy. Really nice guy. So you do, like, we also talked about, you know, you're on Instagram a lot. and doing, And people are inspired by you. So I wonder who, who is it? Who inspired you, man? Like, who's your inspiration? 
Uh, I'm a big Jesus fan, you know. I'm not like uh, so much going to church all the time, but you know, regardless of what you think, uh, if you believe that he's the Son of God or not, he's a man who stood for what he believed in, and he he was willing to die for what he believed in. And he died like a man, you know. And uh, for me, I, I've always found, you know, he's my hero, you know. And my mother has really shown me what it means to be resilient and tough and just come back from obstacles and you know that's my two biggest heroes but my kids are my inspiration now you know everything I do is for my children everything I do is for my daughter and my son I try to provide for them a life that uh, you know is good to them I don't want I want them to work hard but I I want to give them as much as I possibly can Wait, what town did you grow up in Bayville, New Jersey. I was born in New Brunswick, New Jersey. What was that like? Good. I was the youngest one in my neighborhood. A lot of the guys in my neighborhood, some of them uh, wound up dead. Some of them in jail. Some, you know, it wasn't, uh, it's like all the bad kids in my town grew up in my neighborhood. You know, it's not like a bad town. A lot of people in my town got involved in drugs and died of overdoses and got mixed up in bad things. And, I grew up, I grew up tough, you know, rough and tough as a kid, you know, and um, had my fair share of fights. But you know, I was always a nice kid, always never a bully. I was the youngest one in my neighborhood, so I was usually on the receiving end of the bullying. But uh, I learned a lot, man. You know, grew up quick. It was good though, man. Everybody, you know, uh, it's a tight group. Tight group of kids, but unfortunately, some of them took the wrong turn. I think I was just in Bayville recently. Like, I sent you a message, but you weren't around. Uh, but I think we were in Bayville, maybe. Like, is that near the Jersey Shore? Yeah. That's like the Jersey Shore, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, you messaged me. I was somewhere. Around yeah. There. But it's a nice place. It's pretty it's nice. nice. Yeah. It's not bad. What? So, but Brunswick is where Gary's school is now, right? Yeah. How far away from that, from you, is that? Hour. Hour away. So, growing up, you did, like, track and field, right? Didn't you do the long jump? Didn't you hold the record for the long jump? Yeah. Long jump, 22 feet, 10 inches. <laughs> I jumped 6'5". And the 110.9". I was, you know, I was always an athlete. That was high school. Before that, I played every sport: soccer, basketball, football, uh, taekwondo. I boxed. So I was well versed. You know, my parents always had me involved in activities. Tell me about your grandfather, who could bend the spikes. Oh, he was a great man. <laughs> He's strong, bro. He used to bend the railroad spikes. Like, what did he do for work? Um. I don't even know, dude. I don't even really know. Uh, I know he was strong as hell. Like a railroad spike is no joke. I mean, that's like... I, I can't even budget. Yeah. I'm a fairly strong human and I can't even budget. He would bend it back and forth until it broke, you know? Like, was he a big the man? 185, but very muscular. Yeah. Very strong. Very... Built very well, you know? Yeah. He lifted a lot of weights and exercised a lot. My dad was super strong, too. Uh, I'm the weak. I'm the weak one in the family. 
truth. I come from good stock on my mom's side too. My mom, she got like Viking in her, you know, so her family was really big. <laughs> my dad's wasn't very big, but they're wide, they're like thick, you know. So I'm a mix between both. Where'd you come up? Where did you come across the isometrics? My grandfather always did them. Oh, really? Yeah, but when I was talking to Danner, we were talking about the isometric strength is like the most important strength for jiu-jitsu. So I just started doing it, you know? Uh, and it's something I'm pretty religious with now because I travel so much, I can't always rely on weights. Push-ups get old. So, started doing that and it makes me strong, man. Yeah, dude. I mean, you know, you're not like you're like you look like you lift weights. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I didn't lose any muscle. I got I got a little leaner, like everything. You know, my muscles got a little smaller, but I'm still, you know, put together decent, strong, feel good training. I'd like to be in on a conversation with you and Danaher. Like, it's usually a cursing. Man. <laughs> Nice. That's all right. I'm just an innocent bystander. I haven't seen him in a few weeks, so I've been busy. What, like you go down to uh, you go down to the city to, to see him, or yeah, in a few weeks I haven't been. It's a day, man. It's a long. Yeah. Plus, it's like not even. I mean, traveling to, to the city. Not even. Not only is it's like long, but it's like it saps the energy out of you, right? I mean, you're battling with like getting in and getting out. Yeah, dude. It takes two hours to get there. Train for two hours. Two hours home. Not an easy day, you know. I used to drive to Long Island and train with uh, Chris Weidman. So I would drive three and a half hours to spar. Like when he was fighting? Yeah, we, we came up together. And I would spar with Weidman and then I would drive home. Seven hours of driving in one day. Because he was, was he under Matt Sarah? Yeah. And Ray Longo. And, and Ray Longo, right. Dude, on another note, am I going to fucking eat today at all? Or no, are we just going to drive? No, we're going to, as soon as we're going to eat, we're going to get to Route 1, and then we got a shitload of options. Holy shit, yeah. this guy's trying to start me on your podcast. We're intermittent fasting right now. I need mean, nothing today. It's, it's going to be 4 o'clock. Uh, as soon as uh, on exit 46. So for those of you guys, we're driving down uh, Route 95 south, heading to the airport. About to get on Route 1 south. Um, there will be tons of options of places to eat. How much longer is that? Um, exit 46. So let me see what, uh, like, not far. Um, we're at exit 69. Nah, dude. We're at exit oh, 40. <laughs> he almost, Tom DeBlass almost just Bro. strangled me in the car. <laughs> no man, I'm not messing with you. Um, let me let me before we get to Rue One. Let me. There's like the Tom DeBlass code. Uh -oh. What's the Tom DeBlass code, man? You know what I mean. Like I you got like a code. You got like a code you live by, man. You know what I mean? <laughs> the Tom DeBlass. There's like the Tom DeBlass code. Like part of it is. Part of it is be nice to me, and I'm gonna be really nice to you and try to help you. The Tom DeBlass code: what? treat good people good, and, and you're not a good person. On the, you know, I, I you smash a, your fucking face. I have a different side. <laughs> I try to be a good person. Yeah, yeah. right. 
I try my best, you know, people sometimes make it hard, but, you know, I do my best for people, but yeah, I do have a code that I live by, you know, I mean, uh, it's like you said, I mean, you said earlier, I'm early, a loyal guy, man. right, I'm a loyalty, loyal guy. I'm a very loyal guy to the people that are, that are loyal to me, and, uh, you know, I don't demand, like, respect, like, I treat everybody with respect if I'm meeting them, I, I just like nice people, I like people who are their self, you know, you don't have to be, uh, tough, you don't have to be anything besides yourself, and just, just be nice, man, if you're nice, uh, I'm gonna be nice to you, you know? I'm gonna be nice to you first, actually, right, and hopefully, after that, you know, like, you, I'll get the kindness back, and most people I meet are nice people, you know, I don't, re- I don't really get too many people to be jerk-offs to me, you know, like, I remember for the longest, I never, Gordon and Gary would tell me that AJ's a jerk-off, and I'm like, AJ, he's so nice to me, he's a sweetheart, you know? never treated me bad but apparently he treated other people bad you know but for me I, I get everybody's uh best side you know what do you think about like all that i feel like a lot of his thing is like showmanship to sell the sell a ma- grappling match or whatever uh, you think that's what aj like I mean, he's tough man i'll give him that he's a gamer he shows right. up he's tough as hell and Pete's well, you know, whether you like his style or not, he's a tough kid. Do I like the way he is? Uh, no, I don't like the way he runs his mouth. I don't like that shit. That's not for me. You know, I don't do that. Like, if you're going to run your mouth to me, when I see you, there's going to be a problem. You, know? you didn't do that to, like, sell a fight, like, when you were fighting, right? I never did that, you know, but I understand you got, you know, people have to do it, you know. This is how he makes his living, and it's just for me. It's just not for me, you know. I don't, I don't like that energy. I don't like that shit talk you know I don't it makes me uncomfortable because I can't be in their vicinity like if I'm in the same building as somebody who's bad mouthing me like I want to talk I want to see him in person like say what you got to say to my face you know what I mean yeah then let you know we were we're adults we train we we train jiu-jitsu for a living and we fight and that's what our that's what our art is you know so I don't find anything wrong in fighting against another well-trained human so if you have a problem with me, I would rather not talk. I would rather just fist fight. And then after that, hopefully we could put the problem behind us and move forward, you know. But I don't like the shit talk. I, I'd rather respect everybody, you know. Hey, man, we're on Route 1. We're about to get something to eat. Thank God. Thanks for uh, thanks for coming up, man. Again, I appreciate it, brother. My goodness, I'm, gonna, I'm about to go on a diabetic shock, my friends. <laughs> the blood sugar is getting low. It's getting low. I thought we were intermittent fasting. Yeah, we fast, but <laughs> you got to eat at some point. Yeah, <laughs> I I didn't understand that part. <laughs> All right, brother, thank you. Thank you, guys. Peace.